0: Good morning, sojourn. Good morning. Good morning. I hear a lot of sniffles. I see a lot of Kleenex out there. And you should be touched. Memorial Day is coming up in a couple of weeks. And already, if you look at the televisions and everything, you start to see all the advertisement for Memorial Day sales, and I'm sure people are talking about the barbecues they're going to have and the pools that are going to be opening up. But that's what Memorial Day is all about. Unless we forget those, as Abraham Lincoln said, who were willing to make the last full measure of devotion, and unless we go forward and stop giving our increased devotion to them, then this great nation of the people, by the people, and for the people shall perish and never be known. Let me set the little scene up for you, especially for the people out there watching online because of copyright, they are not allowed to see the video. But this is without a doubt one of the most impactful moments of the movie Saving Private Ryan. So many people look at it and they look at the opening scene when they're landing there on Dog Sector of Omaha Beach, but this is the true essence of that movie. Because in the beginning, you see what we now know the older Private Ryan, coming to the shores, going up there in the Gardens of Stone. That's what we call it. There at the beaches overlooking Normandy, the heights overlooking Normandy. And it flashes away from him in his eyes, and it goes toward Tom Hanks' character, Captain Miller, who was on one of the landing craft. And so we are somewhat believe that this movie is all about Captain Miller. But what we find out is that this move was about the sacrifice of Captain Miller. And Captain Miller was a Ranger Company commander. Yeah, he marched in the infantry, all right, la la la. But he was a Ranger Company commander that was in charge of almost 200 soldiers on that day of the landing. But what happened is that the word got back to the Chief of Staff of the Army that there were four brothers. And three of those four brothers had died. And all of the notices about those brothers dying were gonna come to the mother at the exact same time. And so George Marshall said, we're going to go in and we're gonna find that last brother. And so Captain Miller loses his entire company. He only gets a little squad of about seven or eight to go in behind the enemy lines, go in behind the German lines, and look for the needle in the haystack. And if you think about what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would do for us, you think about the parable of the good shepherd. He said that the good shepherd goes and finds the one that is lost and rejoices when they are found, not so much about the 99. That's what this movie is all about. And when he is there, he's been shot, mortally wounded, on the bridge over the Murderet River. He brings in young Ryan, and he says those impeccable words. Earn this. Earn it. Can you imagine what it would be like for you as a Christian if you could kneel down and Jesus could lean over to you and whisper, earn this. Earn it. Now, I'm not talking about earning salvation because We know the plan of salvation. It's laid out there for us, and what we must do is confess. It's not about earning grace, because grace is something that is there for us to accept. What we're talking about is every single day of your life as a Christian, as a biblical citizen here in the United States of America, how do you earn what has been sacrificed by so many, over so many years, to include up to this moment in time right now? for you to be sitting here and enjoying your very first liberty that you have in the United States Constitution, which is the freedom of religion and the free exercise thereof. It's not freedom of speech. It's not the right to petition your government for redress agreements. It's not even the right to keep and bear arms. I like that, right? But it's not the very first liberty that you have. The very first liberty you have is your freedom of religion. But the thing is, when you look at this clip, And what does the older private Ryan say to his wife? Tell me that I was a good man. Tell me that I lived a good life. And she very simply said, you are. But see, what we have to come to understand is that we as Christians, the defining moment for us of being good is not what the world sees. It's not how the world defines it. It's how God defines it. And that's what we must seek to do every single day of our life if we're truly going to earn this and earn it. You know, one of the things I tell people is that every day you come out, I think uh, William Shakespeare said, all the world's indeed a stage. What are you doing when you step out of your house every single day onto that stage? Are you doing what is required to earn it? Or are you just passing by, and you're allowing the world to define what is good and what is bad. Amen. So how do we understand what God says what is good? It's very simple. You go to his word. You go to the Bible. If you do have your Bibles, turn to Micah. Well, first and foremost, before I get to that, I want to share with you a picture of a very dear friend of mine. His name was Ray Lambert. This was me and Ray at the 1st Infantry Division Reunion. Ray Lambert and I share a very interesting story. Next picture. Ray Lambert landed on Normandy Beach, Omaha, with the 1st Infantry Division on the 6th of June of 1944. He was a 23-year-old medic at the time. He had already earned three Purple Hearts and two Silver Stars before D-Day for his service in North Africa and also Sicily. Ray Lambert served in the 2nd Battalion, 16th Infantry Division, I, Infantry Regiment. I also served in the exact same Infantry Regiment. My first combat tour of duty was Desert Storm. Ray Lambert was recognized at the 75th anniversary of D-Day by President Trump in 2019. Ray Lambert passed away on April 11th of 2021 at the age of 100. When you look at someone like that, that's the embodiment of someone that said, earn this sacrifice that we have made. Imagine being 23 years of age, a combat medic in the 2nd Battalion, 16th Infantry Regiment, landing on Normandy Beach, even having a landing craft come over the top of you and pushing you down into the water, you still survive. And when you hit the beach, you start looking for wounded soldiers that you can treat. If you ever get a chance to go to Normandy Beach, there's a place called Ray's Rock, which is a rock that he used to shelter wounded soldiers from so that he could treat them. He lived a good life. He lived a good life based upon what I think God would have us do, and that is Micah 6 and 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you, first and foremost, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, there's some translations where it says that, to act justly, and also to love mercy. But those are the three things that God defines to us. If we're going to be good people, we're going to be good Christians. If we're going to follow in him, it's justice, it's mercy and kindness, and it's to walk humbly with him. But see, if we get confused and we don't understand that this is how God lays out goodness, if all of a sudden we start to listen to what the world says, we're going to get off track. Let me talk to you about what we see happening today. Right now, there's a vicious debate going on in the United States of America about the number one inalienable right that you have that's guaranteed to you, endowed to you from the Creator God. What's that number one inalienable right that you have that's in the Declaration of Independence? It's life. But see, all of a sudden you have people that believe that their definition of justice, their definition of life, pushes away the Creator God that gave you that inalienable right, and they get to be the ones that are making that decision. And sadly, we have people in churches that believe that government with the little g supersedes the Creator God with the big G and determine who and when we can live or die. If you haven't been paying attention in Canada, they're talking about euthanizing people that are homeless and poor and on the streets. This is how serious it's getting. And there are some people that believe it's okay to go along with this. Some people believe that, you know what, that's a just thing because why would we want to have people out suffering? Let me tell you what, God made each and every one of us in his image it is not about the situation that you're going through. But if we truly understand what is good, we will see God's justice and not man's justice because man is self-serving and for himself. If we understand that God has told us to love kindness, we won't see kindness as going into the safest place for a child, which is supposed to be a mother's womb and dismembering that baby limb by limb. Or going out and seeking out people that are a little destitute and ending their lives. You know I, I remember that movie uh, Solent Green, y'all remember that? And Charlton Heston? Remember what they were doing in Solent Green? They were going out and they were killing people and turning them into crackers, food to feed others. You know, it's one of those things, is is life imitating art or is art imitating life? But who would have ever thought that we would get to the point where a government in the Western democratic society would think it was just and it was kind and merciful to take people and murder them, babies or elderly or destitute. See, that's why we have to go back to God's word and understand what good really is. So that we're not falling for these falsities, these false prophets, these lies that are out there. The last thing that it said was that to walk humbly with your God. How many folks here remember when the old folks used to say people will know you by the company that you keep? I remember that. And my parents made sure that I walked with the right type of folks. But one of the things that I will never forget is the biggest beatdown that I ever got from my dad. And that was down in Cuthbert, Randolph County, Georgia. That's where granddaddy lived. And I was visiting down there with dad. And I was out playing with the kids and everything like that. And I was walking back home from playing that day. And you know one of the things you better do when you're out there as a young kid? Remember the old folks used to sit out there on the porch? Well, down south, we used to call it the poach. <laughs> but he used to sit out there on the poach. And when you walk past the poach, you're supposed to talk to the old folks. You're supposed to say, good evening. How you doing, sir? How you doing, ma'am? Well, Alan forgot to do that. <laughs> and when Alan got back to granddaddy's house, Muhammad Ali, by the way of my daddy, Herman Buck West, laid me out with one punch when I came to I was like, what did I do? He said, you carry my name. Wherever you go, you are a representative of me. That's what God means, walk humbly with the Lord. Walk humbly with God. When you go out every single day from your house, when you're on that stage, you are his ambassador. You're part of a royal priesthood. You're a testimony to his grace, to his love, to him operating within you. It says that you're supposed to be the salt. You're supposed to be the light. His countenance and his aura is supposed to speak upon you. You know, we used to say in the the military that people can judge who you are and your character before you even say a word. I used to do that. When those lieutenants used to show up and knock on the door, reporting into me, every step they took coming up to my desk to report into me, I sizing them up. I'm looking at their haircut. I'm looking at their uniform. I'm looking at their boots. And before they open their mouth, it will be confirming or denying the initial judgment that I already have. And some people may say, that ain't right, that ain't fair. Life ain't fair. People are assessing you every single day of your life. And if you are walking out and saying that you're a Christian, if you're saying that you're living a good life, Your good life has to be based upon what your Heavenly Father has defined to be a good life and not what your buddies are defined to be a good life. You know, Thomas Jefferson once said that in matters of style, swim with the current. But in matters of substance, stand like a rock. In Korea in 1995, I was a major in the United States Army, 2nd Infantry Division. And I always tried to mentor young lieutenants and talk to them about how they can, you know, get better, make the next promotion, what have you. And I had a couple of lieutenants say, hey, sir, why is it that our troops don't respect us doing duty hours? I said, it's because what you do after duty. When you're going out there and you're hanging out with the enlisted guys in the enlisted club, and you're chasing young, you know, privates and everything like that, how are you going to come around during the daytime and act like, I'm a big, bad lieutenant. You have to salute me. You have to respect me. No. Because you're not walking humbly with the duty and responsibility that you've been given. And that's what you have to do as Christians. You can't be what we call a spotlight ranger when all of a sudden the light's on you and everything like that. Yes, I'm a child of God. I'm just you know I'm doing what. I'm doing. And then all of a sudden when the light ain't shining on you, you're in some mess because yeah. the world's gonna see the mess. Yeah. And remember, they say all of those things that are done in the dark will eventually come into the light. So you've got to walk humbly with God every single day. That is how you have that good life defined. It's not turning over to your wife. It's not turning over to your husband or your child or whatever and say, am I good? We know the standards of being a good student. You've got to make an A, you got to make a B. standard of being a good lawyer, you've got to win cases. What's the standard of being good in God's eyes? To act justly, seek justice. Love kindness, mercy, and walk humbly with your God. What does it say in Romans 12 and 2 about this whole thing, about earning it, earning this, and how we're supposed to carry ourselves? It says in Romans 12 and 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We used to say in the military that perfection is the enemy of good enough. Now, why would we say perfection is the enemy of good enough? Because when you're coming up with a battle plan, if you try to have the perfect battle plan, you forget that the enemy has a vote. Mm -hmm. And you better be able to adjust from that battle plan. But when you're talking about this with our Lord, good enough, Ain't going to get you to the perfection. So you've got to strive. and You've got to be in his word. and You've got to understand exactly what he would have you to do. Because just the same as you saw the older Ryan standing before the final resting place of Captain Miller. Seeking that confirmation. We're going to have to stand in front of the Lord one day. And we're going to ask him. And he's going to ask us. And just the same as in the military, when you do a good job, when you go above and beyond the call of duty, as they say, you get a medal pinned on you. You get something pinned on you. And they say, good job, Al. Way to go. But don't you really want to hear our Heavenly Father say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Here's that crown here's that cloak that I've saved up for you. Because all the medals and all the things that I earned in 22 years of military ain't going to mean nothing when I stand before him. He wants to know, have I been a good soldier in his army? And the last thing I want you to remember is that John 15 and 13. This is the essence of Memorial Day. There's no greater love hath a man than to lay down his life for another. And you know what was the most touching part of that exchange with Captain Miller? If you were watching, and if you remember the movie, he had a bad tremor in his right hand. But as soon as he passed away from this life, that frailty, that infirmity, it was gone. That's what's awaiting us if we live a good and true and rightful life according to him, not according to us. Now, I want to present to you all the embodiment of what I just talked about. A young man who acted justly. A young man who loved kindness. A young man who is now, and I think throughout his life, he walked humbly with God. It was just a few weeks ago. Maybe some of y'all have forgotten. I pray you haven't. But there was a young Texas Army National Guard soldier <coughs> by the name of Bishop Evans. And Bishop Evans saw two illegal immigrants who turned out to be drug smugglers struggling in the Rio Grande River trying to illegally come into the United States of America. And of course, you know, with the drug trafficking crisis that we are enduring, they meant no good for Texans and for Americans. Picture, please. But that young man followed the example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because while we were still drowning in sin, Jesus jumped into the river to save us. And he gave up his life. That's Bishop Evans in his high school junior ROTC uniform. And I know a little bit about high school junior ROTC because I started back in 1976. This is what Memorial Day is about. Now, I'm going to say something that may upset some people. I really don't care. <laughs> but where are the murals? Of Bishop Evans where are the tributes to Bishop Evans because see if you allow the world to define what is good if you allow the world to define what justice is they have you chasing the wrong person that's who we should emulate that's a Micah six and eight young man and I just pray on this Memorial Day weekend, maybe some of you all will find out his final resting space over at the Dallas National Cemetery and go and do what the older Ryan did in standing before the final resting place of Captain Miller and thank him. Thank him for his sacrifice. Thank him for what he did. So that you can be safe and sound here today. Thank you for watching this message with us. We truly hope that it was a blessing to you. And if it was, would you hit that like button and also subscribe so you can see our content in the future? We'll see you on the next one.